0: Father, we just wanna thank you this morning for bringing all of us together in your presence. And we just invite you to have your way with us this morning. We invite you, Father, to share your heart, to share your mind with your sons and your daughters. Father, we love you this morning. We worship you, we bless you, we honor you, we glorify you, and we give you the highest praise. And we just thank you for joining us this morning. We thank you for fellowship. We thank you for inhabiting our praise and our worship. Now we just ask you, Father, to speak what you want to speak to the hearts of your children. we just want to invite our ministry team to come up. Father, as you release your word to strengthen them, as you release your word to comfort them, as you release your word to exhort them, as you release your word to console them. It is God's will this morning to strengthen each and every one of you. As we worship him, he does inhabit our praise. And when he shows up to inhabit our praise, it's then that he wants to encourage you, strengthen you, and comfort you. So our ministry team, the Lord always gives us either a vision or a few words or a revelation that he wants to bless you so that you leave here uh, stronger. They say never the same, but you always end up stronger because that's his goal and his purpose is to strengthen you this morning. While we were worshiping, the Lord showed me a vision of all of us together with swords and we were bent over and we were whacking weeds and tall grass that was tall and thick and while we were doing that together he showed me snakes in the grass that was being cut up and we did that together as a group. He was showing me the strength in numbers the strength in unity, strength when we come together. And that's what I believe that vision was all about. Right now he wants to strengthen you individually, but in that vision he's saying when we come together, we're getting stronger and stronger together. We're tackling things together. We're bringing down the kingdom of the devil together. We're having breakthroughs together because we're doing it together. And that's what the Lord gave me.
1: (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ah, He's downloading so many things now. I know that you all feel a shaking inside. And the Holy Spirit is stirring you up. Those who believe in the Lord Jesus as your Savior, your Lord, he's stirring things up even in you kids. He's going to start stirring things up in you guys too. But the Lord was speaking to me, and he said that he has a word for, he said, I have a word for my people today, and he's still speaking about the resetting. He said, I'm resetting those things, those failures of the past, and I'm making them, and I'm going to bring victory instead of failures. Those resetting days are of, of, of the past are over. He said, I'm bringing victory instead of failures. So the failures of the past is victory today for you. So he said, just take, take that word. Take that word. Grab on to that word, because he said this is a now word, and a now word doesn't necessarily mean something new, but it means something that you need right now. Somebody needs this word right now, and that is a now word from God. He's resetting. Amen? He is resetting. And you know, when you belong to Christ Jesus, you know that God says, it's my way or no way my way or no way you can do it your way but it's not going to be the same outcome as his way because his way is better according to jeremiah 29 11, he says i know the plans that i have for you my plans are good and not for disaster to give you a hope and a future but sometimes we cause our own disasters and god says but you're not going to go that way today when you grab onto my word because my word is true my word is alive and I want you to read my word and speak my word into your lives today ah God is promoting today I need to read okay he said if you're willing and obedient obedient you shall eat the good of the land it's Isaiah 119 and I already read Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Oh God is so good. You know the Lord sets times and uh, times and seasons. You may not have rece- received your breakthrough yet, but God has His time and He has His seasons. Sometimes we delay that time and that season. but you know I believe today that there's some of you that this is your time and this is your season. What do you need from God? What were you asking God for? what were you calling on the Lord for? He said this is your time and this is your season and I and I believe I believe that uh, the body of Christ, those that are called by his name not those wishy-washy ones that think that you know that they can get away with everything and and still receive from god i mean he does he'll bless because that's god but he's saying he saying, say, my true worshipers i have a remnant he says and he said because of what happened this month on the 14th you know about jerusalem the our capital the capital moved to jerusalem well God says, if you bless my people, you shall be blessed. And I believe that because I believe the Bible. I believe his word says that. He said, under this, you have opened my hands of blessing because you love my people. We are his people too. We've been grafted in. But he he was speaking this to me. He said, now watch and see what I'm going to do for you. Some things were held back because it wasn't a blessed nation. We were going downhill. But he said, because of the prayers of my people who have humbled themselves and prayed, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. He said, now I'm going to heal your land. I heard from heaven and I'm going to heal you. This is what the Lord says. So what do you need? God says, I'm healing you and I'm healing my people and I'm healing the land. And so he was speaking. Let's uh, see, that was Isaiah. 19. and Revelation 21.5, and he that sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. He said to write these things, write these words that are faithful and true. So what I'm saying is that the Lord is saying that he's making all things new. This is a new day. A new day for you. A new day for the individuals if you would grab on he said grab on to this word because it's a new day i make all things new and um isaiah oh isaiah you know that's my favorite prophet isaiah but i'm speaking to you isaiah oh elijah i mean elijah sorry he is my favorite prophet too he the lord spoke to me about that elijah okay sorry okay anyway The anointing is still here to speak that word to you. The Lord has a now word for you. He said, you experienced him before, a closeness. He said, I want you to come back and be close to me again. Ask me what you will, and I will answer you. I will speak to you. This is the word to you today. I want to promote you. I don't know what this word "projection" means, but I want to pro- promote you. He said, "I will promote you." What you've been asking, he said, "Ask me." Don't worry about all the words that are swirling around you. He said, "You ask me, and I'll give you the I'll give you the right answer, and I'll I will direct your direct your path in the way that you should go, and it shall be great success." That's what the Lord is saying to you, Elijah. And Kate, I'm sorry that I I scared you when I asked, asked your name. I touched your joint. And um, and that wasn't the Holy Spirit, but but he said that he loves you. He's saying that uh, sometimes people don't understand, but he understands you. He knows you, your comings and your goings. He said, I know what's in your heart. And he said, I'm going to make myself appearing or, Lord, what is it? Endearing to you. I'm going to bring you into a closer relationship, but you need not to guard your heart so much. I am going to release those things of the past. I'm going to heal everything and every broken part. I am the fixer of your heart, says the Lord, and I will fix everything that has been broken. But he's going to do great things and and wonderful things in your heart. He said, but grab on to me. Grab on to me and come back to that place again because he wants to do new things in your life. And sometimes we guard our hearts so much, we put up a shield. But you know, the only one that can penetrate through that shield is our Lord. So I just thank the Holy Spirit for this time. Because he said, I'm doing something new. He said, no longer will you be the tail, but I'm making you the head. I'm blessing you coming in and I'm blessing you going out. You will be above and you will not be beneath. I'm making you the lender and not the borrower anymore. This is the word of the Lord, and this is the time to get excited because his word is true. Amen? His word is true. We will be lenders and not borrowers. And that, that blesses my heart because, you know, I, I don't like borrowing. I, I want to be a lender. I want to be a giver. And so the Lord's going to teach us how to give. That's what he's going to do. Watch and see. Watch and see, says the Lord, what I'm going to do in your lives. Oh, I'm so excited about that. But that's the word of the Lord that he gave to me today. Amen. That's good
2: stuff. Bonnie, are you? No? Well, feel free to come up if you feel motivated as I share a couple things. This morning, Dave and Sharon Smith are going to share the word with us. Um, I'm the last one in line here, and I did that on purpose because I wanted to introduce them and have you guys all welcome them. But I I felt like, um, just to tag on, uh, it's just been such a good weekend. Friday night, we had a a worship gathering at our house. We call it House Fires. And uh, it was just such a rich time not just the worship but the fellowship afterwards hearing you guys share your stories talking about your backgrounds and you know God gave Tammy and I a word multiple times over the last I don't know how many years now probably five years um, from multiple people different folks have, have spoken to us and said we feel like God is calling you to heal hearts We've taken that and owned that for ourselves. Not just physical hearts, but heart wounds, heart tears, relational things. You know, the the hurts and the wounds that we all experience in life, and in particular, the church. All of us, most of us in this room, have gone through different seasons, different church environments, and uh, I like what Sharon, not Smith, but Sharon Moore had to say about, you know, there's, there's the meat and there's the bones. We just have to spit out the bones. And uh, it's so true. And one of our encouragements, as uh, Tammy and I have come across people who have been wounded in churches, is to encourage people to find the healing, that God does have healing for your heart. But there's things that God did in your journey. There are kingdom things that he was establishing and building into you he didn't leave you unless well I don't even know if there is an unless I was gonna say if you were in some weird cult or something but hey even in that God might be able to work through that and uh, still take care of you and, and put kingdom things inside of you but I'm speaking mainly to us who have gone through church environments that that maybe left a bad taste in our mouths maybe maybe we walked out of a, a church family feeling disillusioned Disillusionment is what we've seen very common, and so many people we've watched fall off the grid. But I'm going to tag on to Val's word. This is a, an opportunity, God is saying, to reset, to reset, to behold, all things are new. Behold Him, because He's going to make all things new. Let every man be a liar. May God be true. May God be true, and every man a liar. We're going to hold fast to his promises. He's going to make new things. And he did establish kingdom inside of your lives, inside of our lives on the journey. But we're going to spit out the bones, the things that left a bad taste, the things that made us feel maybe closed off to people or closed off to leadership or fearful of people in authority. I just want to encourage you guys with that. I'm going to read real quick before the Smiths come up here, the Smithers, and... Uh, Uh, Hebrews 12 verse 26 says the earth was rocked at the sound of his voice from the mountain but now he has promised once and for all I will not only shake the systems of the world but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm now this phrase once and for all clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking that is the old order the bones so only what is I just skipped a line. The, the old order. So only what is unshakable will remain. Only what is unshakable is going to remain in our lives. He's inviting us to step into that unshakable place where he can shake off the stuff that's gotten in the way. Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender filled with awe for our God is a holy devouring fire fire <laughs> sorry I just want to get a little charismatic on you guys you never know what'll happen if you shout that word something could happen I'm just saying so he's inviting us to step into realignment resetting Into a place where our hearts can experience healing because he is a good God And when we line up with his truth when we line up with who he says he is let God be true Every man a liar and we step into that relationship and into that identity that he's given us And we begin to move forward. We forget what is behind we quit looking back. We quit talking about the past I'm not talking about the kingdom, because that's not shaking. That's, that's unshakable kingdom. But the, the stuff that's shakable, the, the, the funk, the stuff that we went through in church environments, it just needs to shake off as we pursue him, as we run with him, because he's got good things in store for all of us. Good things. And I just want to finish that. The cherry on that little cupcake I just presented, if you want to eat it, you can. I'm just putting it out here. The cherry on top of the cupcake is let your filter, let your lens be full of praise. Thanksgiving and praise blows the dust out of the filter. When you begin to thank him and stand on his truth with thanksgiving, you present your requests with thanksgiving. You declare his promises with thanksgiving. Put a smile on your face. Don't just say, oh, yes, I declare you're a good provider. I don't see it yet, but, you know, I'll declare it. No, you are a good provider. You're a father to the fatherless. You're the one that takes care of all my needs. We rejoice in those promises, and we rejoice in the truth. There's something about your vocal cords, Graham Cook says. Your vocal cords are connected to your inner man. Let your inner man express through your mouth who God really is with joy. Rejoice in the Lord always. So I'm going to invite Dave and Sharon up here, and uh, we're not going to set a timer because it's, who who cares what time it is? You guys just give us the deposit, take that little kernel and just poke it right into the soil of our hearts. Well,
3: first of all, don't worry because I do have
4: my timer. Well, I'm going to sit down anyway because this might take a long, long time. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding, it's not. Well, hopefully not. Um, I call this my battle shirt. Technically, it's actually a victory shirt, um, because in the word it said uh, that the Lord would crush the Lord's skull, basically, and it would the devil's skull, and uh, it would bruise his heels. So I think after Jesus died on the cross and went down to hell, I think he gave the devil a great big old roundhouse kick, choked him out, and took the keys to death in Hades. Mm-hmm. And this shirt just reminds me of that. <laughs> well, what we actually want to talk about is uh, hope and faith. Um, we've heard it all growing up. Anybody that's been in a church service has heard about hope and faith. And Sharon and I have talked about it over the years, and one of the things that was very frustrating is, mm. is that what is hope and faith? You know, we were always told, you know, if you want something you have to have faith. You have to have faith to do this You have to have faith to do that And it's like, well, mm-hmm. faith. What's
0: faith.
4: Yeah, what's faith what what is that? I mean, what do we have faith in what you know, what is it?
3: So part of uh, I guess the second part um The tagline for Hope and Faith today would be, um, God is good, our God is a good God. And uh, we we started talking about this because of um, situations that uh, that we've just seen come to pass very recently. In fact, David was uh, mowing yesterday, and uh, all of a sudden I hear the mower cut off and he's like, Sharon, come here. And um, I had planted a pear tree three years ago, and it was doing great, and then the deer came into the yard and just ate it till it just, <laughs> there, there was nothing. It was, it was just basically this dead stick. It was just a figure. And for me, I didn't have the heart to pull that uh, pear tree out of the ground. And um, in our, In our walk, (laughs) I've—he was going to—but in our in our walk, I've learned uh, not to speak. um, I've learned not to speak ill will against anything. Uh, So I just was—I would look at my pear tree and just be sad. Hmm. And um, so, you know, this is a couple years of it just being a dead stick. In the shape of a pear tree with moss, on it. with moss on it. And so he yells at me. He's like, Sharon, come here. And um, so I look, and oh my gosh, there is new life. There is life springing up from the base of that pear tree. And um, so I thought, oh my gosh. So immediately we, you know, we started, we poured on the water and, um, we're like, okay, there's life here, and so I took I took a bucket of water in my dead cherry tree as well, so so anyways, I'm gonna keep the faith for that cherry tree. So, but faith uh, for us over the year has been something like, you know, it's an idea, but what is it? It just seemed like it was always beyond our grasp. Couldn't identify it. Couldn't grasp it. And so, um, anyway, so one of the things that we have, I guess the Lord in our walk, one of the things that he showed us is that, um, find the word, for me, um, a word for healing is Psalm, I believe it's 10720, you know, he sent his word and he healed us, and so for For me, I'm like, okay, yeah, thanks. Okay, that's a good word, but yeah, what does that mean to me today right now? And so um, one of the things that we learned is that in our speaking, we have to remind ourselves of what the Word says and not um, not only just repeating those words out loud. I think I'm taking your line. So why, <laughs> so why is it that we want to speak those words over ourselves? Why do we have to, are we trying to brainwash ourselves?
4: Sure, no. <laughs> no, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what is faith? I heard somebody break it down pretty easily. Our faith is in Jesus, that he can do what he says he can do that is what faith is you know if you have you can have faith and oh i'm going to have healing i'm going to have this you know i have one faith in that our faith is in the lord jesus jesus said that we will be doing the things that he does and more so so i don't want to make this boring but uh i think in let's go to matthew 8 2. One of the things that uh, sometimes I know people, us in particular, have problems with is, you know, if you ask somebody, do you have faith in Jesus, that he can do what he can do? Most people that go to church are gonna say, yes, I believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. But where the rubber meets the road is, will he do it for me? Mm -hmm. I think that's the big question. Will Jesus do it for me? Will he heal me? Will he heal the ones I pray for? Will he provide for us? Will he give us enough money to pay rent? You know, and that's, that's a real question. So in Matthew 8, 2, it says, And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, or some, a lot of versions say, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. That's why one of the things we need to do is we need to look at the word and what the word says. Is the Lord willing? Yes, he is willing. You know, he didn't, the leper came up to him and says, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. You know, the Lord didn't look at him and go, Dude, last week when that, dude, when that guy pulled out in front of you, you were cussing a blue streak. <laughs> you know, he didn't tell him, you know, hey, you went home and you yelled at your wife, yelled at your kids, you did this, you did that. He, there was none of that. It was, Lord, if you can, you can make me clean. And the Lord says, I am willing. You are clean. And it says, immediately as leprosy was cleansed. You know, and that's... That's, like I say, that's why we need to go to the word, because the word establishes what Jesus' will is for us. Mm -hmm. And Jesus' will is is good. Mm -hmm. You know, he wants to give us things. It's not like he's withholding, you know, because of, you know, he's mean and he just wants to ration it out. Mm -hmm. You know, he wants to give us good things. Our part in this is to speak his word over the things we need. You know, what do you need? The Lord is standing there. Just picture the Lord standing there, and the Lord saying, what can I do for you? You know, what can the Lord do for you? You know, the guy with the, with the blindness, he basically was standing there, and he said, and uh, the Lord asked him, what can I do for you? He knew the guy was blind, so why did he even bother asking? You know, the guy said, Lord, if I want my see. sight. I want to see. And the Lord gave him his sight.
3: So I'm probably in a sidestep from your notes, from what you're saying, but that's okay. We just wrote these. We did. <laughs> we, did we just put these out there just to share. Um, we a friend of ours um, who um, her son is uh, was an atheist, and he's a very angry guy, very vocal, very um, very okay with sharing his his belief in, in no God, uh, and you know, for years she was very, very distressed, very concerned about this, and um, so now, after the birth of his new little baby daughter, somewhere he has found, he's like, well, I don't know about, you know, I don't know about about God, I don't know about Jesus. But I do know that there, there is more. I do know that there is a God, the way you describe it, I don't know. But for him and for her, that's a, that has been a huge move. So, um, so yeah, just keep the hope, keep seeing what it is. You know, she just believed for years that the Lord is gonna move on his heart and he has. Uh, So he's gone from being this, uh, just from being absolutely void that there's anything other than this flesh. He's now a believer that there is something more out there. Um, So getting back to David, what what David was saying is that uh, we do need to um, get in the word, find out what it is. If we just watch, if we look at how Jesus walked his walk, He's like, I heard somebody say, he's the perfect Christian example. That's the kind of life we can live. And um, it's important that we get his word in us. A lot of times we'll be reading the word. Uh, we'll be even speaking the word over ourselves And sometimes you feel like, you know, am I just a zombie? Am I just saying, Lord, you sent your word and you healed me? You sent your word and you healed me? But it's the same with when we're watering plants. A lot of times we'll put the water in and and it's like, okay, there's the water, where'd it go? We don't see it. But when the water goes in, it's actually going below the surface and it's nurturing that, um, it's nurturing the roots. And what, what happens is as those roots are nurtured, they go down deeper, they go down stronger, and then, you know, when a strong wind comes by, you know, that, that plant, all of a sudden, it has to call on the strength of those roots, and that's like with us. We're, you know, when we're in a time of crisis, we find that those roots are there, and we're like, The Lord is my healer. It is God's will to heal me. It is God's will to see me strong. It is God's will to see me the head and not the tail. It is God's will to bless my family. And so what we do is we just um, keep putting the water in, keep putting the word in. Even if you're not feeling it, it is strengthening you and it's growing your roots.
4: I also want to talk about hope. Hope is something that uh, we want to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, a light switch. When we walk over the light switch, we hope it's going to work. We hope it's going to turn the <laughs> lights on. And when it does, then we have faith in it. Now we know. It's, when I turn that switch, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if Anybody that's climbed a tree or done any rock climbing or anything, you know, you grab a rock or you put your foot on a rock, and you're hoping it's going to hold you. And then when it does, now you have the faith. Now you know it's going to hold you. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Lord does with us. We put our hope in the Lord for the things we want, the things we need, for our loved ones, for healing. And he gives us the answers to these. And as we go, it builds our faith Mm -hmm. knowing that the Lord will take care of us. Um, Peter, Jesus was in the temple and one of the temple guards had asked Peter hey did you guys pay your taxes when you came in and Peter was embarrassed he was like uh yeah I think so (laughs) anyway so he's he's kind of moping around there he's embarrassed you know because he didn't know if the tax was actually paid or not and basically Jesus says uh what's going on Peter and he says well you know I are we supposed to pay the taxes or are others supposed to pay the taxes And, and uh He goes, well, I think others are supposed to pay the taxes. And Jesus said, okay, well, tell you what, because we don't want to offend anybody, I want you to go down, go down to the water, throw a hook in, and the first fish you catch, pull the coin out of its mouth, it's going to be a four drachma coin, and go and pay the taxes for you and for me. Now, why did he do that? Why didn't he just say, you know, pull a coin out of his pocket and say, here, go pay the taxes? You know, Peter was a professional fisherman. He was a pro. I mean, he was like, you know, he'd be one of those guys on the bass boats, casting out and, you know, doing stuff like that. (laughs) Anyway, Peter was a professional fisherman. So Jesus, in order to help build Peter's faith, I think, sent him down there because that's what Peter knew was fishing. So Peter goes down, fishes, open up the fish's mouth, and there's a coin, exactly like he said. Now, that was the hope That the coin would be in his mouth just like jesus said and then he finds the the coin and it's like now his faith is like dude that that guy whatever he says comes to pass now his faith is building up and that's what jesus wants for us he wants our hope in him and as he shows us his power and his workings our faith goes up to bigger and bigger and bigger it's just like walking upstairs. It's something that, that multiplies itself after a while. You know, you pray, Lord, there's this bill I have need of. You know, I need to pay it. I don't have the money. You know, I'm, I'm looking for you for my supply. And it's, it's like I said about the rock when you're climbing. You know, you put your weight on it, and you're hoping it's going to work. So when you're ho- putting your hope in the Lord, you're hoping this is going to work. And then when it does, it's like, wow, the Lord supplies. It works. It works. (laughs) Woohoo! So that's how the Lord builds our faith. If we keep our hope in Him, our faith in Him will continue to grow because He's going to show us great works. Greater works than these will we do.
3: And the Lord doesn't expect us to. He doesn't uh, expect us to have it all at once. Um, it's it's like asking a kindergartner giving him um, a math problem that only you know maybe a first year college student could could solve. So the the kindergartner, it's like this is you know this is nonsense to me. This looks like maybe my artwork. Am I going to do finger painting on this? I don't know. But the kindergartner does not know what to do with this math problem. But eventually, as the kindergartner progresses, eventually he will get to that point where, yes, you know, I can solve this. I do know what to do. But the Lord, as for us, in order for us to grow in the Lord, we just keep putting the word in. There's... um, there's a part of us that um, basically when we're we're born and we grow up we um, our mind is full of information that may nece- not necessarily be godly information but it, as we stay with the word and the word comes in and it's it's cleansing out what is deception it's Cleansing out what is lies, it's cleansing out what is brokenness. You know, I I know Scott referred to it, but as as we put the word in and we allow the word to replace uh, those um, the that wrong thinking, and we allow the word to build up in us, and so that we have the right thinking that we uh, that we understand that we do have the mind of Christ. Uh, so we let that grow up in us. So in Romans 12, 2, I believe it says, you know, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So in our, um, in our growing up in the word, um, and we'll grow up as fast as we want by allowing the word to have, uh, by giving the word number one place in us. Um, you know, the, the more we feed it, the faster it will grow. The Lord's like, you cannot overdose on my word. So, um, so we just let that grow up in us.
4: Can we have Romans ten seventeen? says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. I think one of the things we do need to know is, What does Christ say? And the only way we're going to know what he says is to open his word and read it. We need to know what God says. And some of the things, it's always different. That was a time. Sorry. Well, I went by fast. For us, anyway. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, faith comes through hear- from hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Lord wants us to get in and know what the Word of God mm-hmm. says because he's going to have scripture there because there's going to be situations that we come into that a certain scripture for us is going to fit, and it's going to mm-hmm. be, you know, the Lord supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. Oh his riches and glory, not our own. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's healing scriptures in there. There's going to be scriptures for every situation, and the best way to do this is when you read the word, read it out loud, mm-hmm. you know, so you can hear it, so that your, your ears hear it, and everything around you hears it. Mm-hmm. Set
3: um, that environment in your, in your space.
4: Yes. And like Sharon said, renew your mind to the word of God. Don't think that just because you think you know something that is going on, that that's actually the way it is. What does the word of God say about it? You know, his is the final authority and final word because it changes the word of god changes environments it changes the weather you know peter walked on the water he said lord if it's you bid me come and the lord told him to come and he goes out he walks on the water and the only thing that stopped and the only reason he sank is because he took his eyes off the lord off the word yep okay. and uh one thing i've learned i ride motorcycles a lot a lot a lot All year long. I do. Anyway, one of the things I've learned is is when you're riding cross country You'll get into these places where it is it's flat and you get these winds coming through You can get side winds coming through 40 50 miles an hour And one of the things you want to do is is you want to look at where you're going You don't want to look where the wind is blowing you I read the other day that some motorcyclists in the Midwest got blown into the median and it's what happens is as the wind blows you blows you this way you look at the direction you're going this way and that's what happens is you end up going where you're looking when you're riding a motorcycle and you're going down the road and you got a good side wind you want to keep your eye on where you're going so I guess the takeaway in all this is keep your eyes on the on 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 Jesus on the word Keep your eyes on the word, because the Lord is good. He wants to give his children good gifts. He doesn't want to withhold anything from you. So I guess that would be the takeaway.
3: I'll make this quick. So, um, yes, the Lord is good. He He has a good life for you. And uh, so one of the things that I remember hearing as a kid is, you know, the way is narrow and it, I was like, oh, I can't wait to get away from this Christianity because it's a narrow life. And, uh, you know, finally the Lord just like opened my, he just kind of revealed to me. He said, you know, when you go to Wild Waves or when you go to Disneyland, everybody has to go in through the narrow doorway. But once you get in there, it's wide open. There's this big, wide, beautiful, fun life. That the Lord has for you so um, yeah just keep your eyes you know keep your eyes on the Lord and keep your get your mind renewed and he has this big life for you
4: so in that I'd like to pray for everyone for that big life for a revelation of the life that God would have for you because we can imagine things but what the Lord has is Probably way nicer than we can even imagine so thank you Heavenly Father thank you Jesus Heavenly Father we thank you for everyone that's come here today we thank you Lord that you have a big wonderful life for us right now let our eyes be open to how you see us you see us as kings and priests help us to see ourselves as no longer small and weak but in you we are strong and mighty as we speak your words over our our circumstances as we speak your words over our friends our relatives that healings would take place that provisions would take place that lives would be pulled from the flames Lord Jesus and that they would be saved and that their lives would be Big, exciting and new Mm -hmm. renew our minds to the Word of God Lord help us to understand what you would have for each and every one of us we declare prosperity we declare good health we declare growth we declare all good things protection and right now the enemy is small Lord Jesus help us to see the enemy is small and we are big Mm -hmm. thank you Lord for your word it makes us mighty in you, in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Just, and just one other. Um, so we, as believers, you have the mind of Christ. So we speak that your mind is the mind of Christ. As believers, you are filled with the, the Holy Spirit. So we see you filled with the Holy Spirit. And, uh, yeah. That's it. So, so afterwards, the prayer team is going to be up here for prayer, and um, and because it is the Pentecost Sunday, if you uh, have not received your uh, the gift of praying in the Spirit, come on up as well for that. But um, thanks. (laughs) Good
2: stuff. That was a good word. You know, as they're sharing, I just kept thinking of that scripture, you know, I have hidden your word away in my heart that I might not sin against you. So that's just a, such a good word. You know, we can never eat enough of the word of God. You know, as you feed on it and get filled with it, then when you're out walking around and you don't have a Bible in your hand, the Holy Spirit will bring to memory. He has handles. He'll grab the handles of the word and you'll he'll pull it right up to the surface.